What's going on, everybody? I am so excited to bring you this inaugural episode of DadCast, a gaming show slash podcast dedicated to the gaming fathers out there. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my co-host, my new friend, Tim Talbot. Tim, thanks so much for taking this journey with me. How are you doing today? Good. I, I've been uh, looking forward to this. What did we think of this, what, month month and a half ago almost now? Yeah, we, uh, we kind of got to talking, uh, Tim and I. Um, met through a mutual friend and then got to know each other a little bit through our, our love of mutual love of video games and yep. uh, st- you know through conversation we both realized we, we had uh, young children each and decided hey you know this would probably be a good idea to have uh, al- almost like a group therapy in a way but this nice outlet yeah. to, to talk about what it's like to be a gaming dad because gaming really requires a lot of attention Obviously, being a dad requires a lot of attention, so it's really tough to to find the mix on those. So, yes. as as I was kind of thinking about this uh, first episode here, I was thinking about just a few basic things, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it requires a lot of coffee, which I've got here. We're recording this at ten o'clock at night, but uh, Tim and yeah. I both realized that we can drink coffee whenever. It requires yeah, much. <laughs> uh, a little bit of beer, which I believe uh, we've got right there. See, we're so in sync; it's awesome. And of course, it requires. Obviously, it goes without saying, but a lot of love uh, for your kids, and uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Also, for of course, the craft of gaming. So, yeah, this is uh, a rare show for the Geekiverse in that this is not news based. This is not so much keeping up on what's going on with the times. This is more of a lifestyle show. We're here just to chat, have fun. Uh, we're going to do this monthly to start and see where it goes. But you'll be able to watch it at youtubecom Geekiverse. The Geekiverse, as well as listen to it on all of our major streaming podcast outlets. So, Tim, uh, why don't uh, you give a little bit of a background on maybe your love of gaming? Uh, you know who you've got there at home and and what that what your life looks like nowadays. It's basically asking my origin story. So yeah. this is the part where it's usually the first movie, right? That this is about. So. Yes. Yes. But, uh, okay. So the first part of my life, essentially. Oh man, where do I start? So I don't know how about you were for as a kid, but you know, I, I, and oh, I meant to mention too. So the big thing I think with this too, this first episode is probably geared more towards the newer dads, the dads that are maybe becoming a father and are kind of curious of, Hey, you know, I, I'm going to be a dad and pretty shortly here, or, or I just want to have someone to relate with the experiences because we're probably going to go over a lot of stuff of how it was adjusting because I know for me, it was a big adjustment, but growing up, I actually grew up in Attica. So we grew up in the country and, you know, I grew up with video games. My actually, I have a stepdad that basically is my dad now. I treat him like my dad. And, um, you know, he kind of introduced me to a lot of the newer games back in the day. It was Twisted Metal. It was one of the f- more memorable games that I have back then. Dude, I am such a Twisted Metal guy. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk metal. about that. If you played it, like, nowadays, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad. So, but growing up, that was, like, one of my, my big things. Remember, I used to go to my new stepdads at the time and play that and remember as a small kid my brother got to go on a this is younger than twisted metal my brother got to go on a a camping trip and i was too young to go so my mother actually let me open up his christmas his birthday gift it was a nintendo i think or super nintendo i actually played his gift while he's gone and we put it back in the box and um it was a lot of fun so you know i grew up with I remember back in the day it was alien you guys just did that um review on the mcu um, the Hulk mm-hmm. and thinking about that back then I actually played a game on the uh, Super Nintendo called the Hulk 
great game. And that's what I thought of when I thought of the Hulk when you guys were doing the review. But growing up, it was just a big part of my life. And, you know, kind of to go back when I was in high school, I kind of was really conflicted on what I liked, what I didn't like. You know, I have a big love for music. And that when I was growing up, I would go to concerts and shows. And that was where I would kind of lean towards. And, you know, I'd grown up in a smaller school. There was less of a crowd of people who enjoyed what I enjoyed. So, you know, it was kind of like a closet thing. You know, I'd go home and do my homework. I'd play video games all the time and I'd still find time to hang out with my friend. And, you know, I grew up in Attica, so we didn't always make the smartest decisions sometimes. But, you know, I always had a passion for gaming and it was strictly single player co-op, couch co-op, because I didn't have internet. We grew up in the, the boonies, so I don't know how different that is from you, but I didn't really have internet until I was in college. So we had internet. It just wasn't good enough to play any video games on. So I'm a big old school guy where if I play, what's a good example? I played Tomb Raider, for example. Getting stuck somewhere when I was a kid was extremely difficult because there's no Google. Like you, I didn't have internet to look stuff up. You'd have to get the magazines back in the day that would have like guides on games and games to look out for that was big for me. So growing up, it was always a big piece of my life. And when I met my wife, it was kind of one of those things where I started to kind of be more comfortable with what I really enjoyed. I didn't feel like I had to try to be someone that I didn't want to be. As weird as that sounds, I feel like you always are kind of like that in high school. You try, you try to you try to fit in. And of course. when I kind of got out of high school, it was like one of those things where like, hey, you know, I can work a job. I can have friends and still do all the cool stuff, but I can still like playing video games. And like, I like anime. Like it's a big thing of mine that I enjoy some stuff. We're talking about that a little bit, but you know, I can do all that stuff and still find time to do those things. And when I met my wife, Jamie, um, she, you know, kind of was one of those things that kind of kept me grounded and was okay with all the weird stuff that I like, you know, I'm a geek down deep down, like all of us. And that's why I was so excited to come into this is because it's nice to have friends that like similar things that you do in a sense that you can talk about it. And, you know, if I have a really good game that I'm playing like Ori, I can be like, Oh my God, it was such a great game. And we can go back and forth about it or final fantasy. It's just, you know, it's one of those things that you really enjoy, but that's kind of the prior, but I'll kind of cut there. I want to hear about your background a little bit. I know you probably have a different, different backstory than I do a little bit. So, yeah, I, uh, it's funny. You mentioned with, uh, you know, having friends who, who geek out with you or like the same things. And I think, uh, that's that's been a big part of the, the the mantra of the Geekiverse. You know, this is a big month for us. We celebrate six years uh, of doing this, and it's people being passionate about various things and sharing in that passion and learning about new ones and why people love what they love. Uh, so that you know, this is the place for all of that. Um, for me, growing up uh, in terms of gaming. Twisted Metal was one of my first obsessions, which is funny that you say that. I uh, My best friend lived next door for one summer. Uh, we would have been eight or nine, and Twisted Metal 2 was the one. Uh, we went through and played it like there was no tomorrow. Uh, our moms got on us all the time for playing inside when it was nice outdoors, and uh, that's, that's kind of how it was. So, uh, you know, flash forward a little bit to, to high school, and that's when I, I would say my gaming uh took a maybe a a new level when it came to how much I loved it uh I had always been somewhat of a, a casual gamer maybe that guy who plays NHL or Madden every year I would play a Star Wars game here or there because Star Wars is my number one fandom 
but really I started branching out a little bit. It was playing Halo. It was those LAN parties with friends. Um, yep. You know, that was that was huge. Halo 3 came out while I, while I was in high school. And actually, I think 2 did as well. So that that was always, the, you know, the thing, the, the talk of the town, if you will. And then we get to, to college and a game like Batman Arkham Asylum comes out, one of my favorite games of all time, and that took me to a new level, and I knew I wanted to just try every every game out there that I, I could right. get my hands on. Um, so going there, uh, it's funny. We're, you know, Obviously, this is going to be a dad-themed podcast, and Tim's right. We're going to be kind of featuring a discussion on, you know, primarily geared towards newer dads, but my dad... Uh, played quite a bit of games with me. He we on the Xbox 360. We played Halo 3 most nights, deep into the night, to the the point where we're staying up uh, during my college days, two or three in the morning, no problem. He's wow. he's right there with me, and he's he's got to get up for work the next morning. But we we would always always play. Uh, yeah, a few years later, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 comes out, and that became an obsession with ours. My first job out of college, I worked four to midnight, uh, which was lovely <laughs> so he uh he would wait uh, or take a nap and we'd play as soon as i got out play till two or three in the morning again so a lot of that time i spent with him are some of my more fond gaming memories and you know ho- i hope to do that one day with my daughter and if, if we have other any other kids but that's kind of i guess my story in a nutshell for where my love of gaming stems from and and just being a dad theme podcast, some of the better memories I, I had with him. Uh, but Tim, maybe shifting back here, you know, fast forward to, uh, I believe two and a half years ago. Yeah. You, uh, you have a, a child. What changes? What, what does your schedule look like on a, on a before and after basis with I'm scary one here, <laughs> <laughs> but everything, I mean, everything changes. It's so, you know, I think, for the first nine months, I mean, luckily I had a, a big, I have a big love for retro gaming. It's kind of always, you know, I think I've mentioned to you in a, I think maybe like in a post or something when I was a kid, you know, high school, I would actually, I got my first laptop and bought it with my own money. Cause that's how my family kind of was. It's, you know, you want, you want to buy something, you want to do something, you go get a job and you work for it. So when I was, you know, 14, I got my first job at Durian Lake and that's how I afforded to do all the extra things I wanted to do. And I actually went out and bought a laptop and would drive to the local church take their internet and then download all the stuff that I want. I download emulators and games and stuff like that and play old school games. I'll kind of explain how this all wraps in. So when I first found out my wife was pregnant, obviously over the moon, I was so happy. It's, you know, I don't know how you were, but being a dad's always been one of those things where it's like, that's for me. Like that's one job that I want to be able to do. And you know what? I'm going to do it well. I'm going to be a great dad. And I hope to think that I am, you know, sometimes we all have moments where it's like, oh, you're crazy. But, um, first nine months was a lot of fun it you know you get to kind of see how everything's kind of going with the we have actually have a doppler so little backstory here so i actually have a two and a half year old but expecting another one a little girl so little boy's name's oliver and a little girl coming on the way at the end of the towards the end of the year here so it's exciting but um very exciting obviously different this time around than it was the first time around but so the first time around nine months we had a little we have a little uh sonogram thing what is it uh text the heartbeat i don't know what it's called but I'm gaming, not that, not doctor stuff. So, but, um, <laughs> so we would always listen to the heartbeat, which was really cool. So as we got closer and closer, one of those big things I got is on the iPad. You know how they old, they released all those Final Fantasy games 
for mobile or for yeah. like the mobile games. I've played through Final Fantasy IX countless times. I'm a big Final Fantasy guy, and I haven't played that one in, in so long. You've never played a Final Fantasy, so you couldn't relate. But no, they're long games, which is a lot of fun. So when my wife was pregnant, I actually downloaded it on the iPad, and towards the time when she became pregnant, my wife was actually in labor for I think over 24 hours. So she's in labor for a while. Gosh. So um, you know, when we got home, kind of how life adjusted. I was doing iPad gaming for a while. It really wasn't. I wasn't on a good enough sleep schedule to be able to do much of anything else. You know, I kind of would hold the baby as he slept and I'd have the iPad in the other hand, you know, playing Final Fantasy IX. And that was my go-to for a little while there. And there was ways to make it work, but, you know, I'm sure you're going to probably agree with me. It's it's one of those things where you maybe, let's say, I go to sit down and play a game. It doesn't always work like that. Maybe he's been sleeping for an hour and he wakes up and then next thing you know, I got to go take care of the baby or go help or do something, which was different because right before i stopped before we had the baby i would play a lot of i played a lot of rainbow six siege i don't are you big into shooters Joe, yeah no? oh yeah okay so i played a lot of rainbow six siege and that is not a game you can just pause and walk away from Mm-mm. so it was uh it was an adjustment so i actually stopped playing a lot of the games that required me to not be able to leave when i wanted to leave because as you know a newborn baby can sleep 30 minutes they can sleep an hour they can sleep two hours they can sleep five hours you have no idea and making plans around that was just too difficult because there's no wait hold a second I'm, i gotta finish my game it just doesn't work that way so but um but yeah i would say that's that was how it was for the first i would say six six to seven months before he was mobile but how was your experience when you guys found out and all that stuff after that so um same boat i it is something that I always knew even even from a relatively young age that was you know I I always wanted to be a father um my wife and I are law we were high school sweethearts same boat uh you know always wanted to be a mother and we knew uh kind of when the time was right we were blessed enough to be able to become pregnant and Mm -hmm. uh, the best news you you could ever hope to get it was just it was simply beautiful a little wait, really quick. It's a little side story because you mentioned that it actually took us almost eight months when we first started trying to actually for the dads out there who can't, you know, yeah. it's, it's stressful. It was one of those things where you start to think, you know, what's what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you know? You start to get nervous. It but, weighs on you. Know, you. Everyone's different. Yeah, the next next baby it was the first month, so it's you know <laughs> right. I don't know how to explain that one, but so but continue on. I just want to say that because I thought that was important to. Yeah, honestly, you know. if. If you are listening to this, maybe you don't have any kids, or maybe, uh, you know, you're you're trying what, whatever it may be, uh, it, it can definitely weigh on you. Um, I, we, you know, we definitely we we had a few months um, before we were able to get there, and just when I thought that we weren't, that's when it happened, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny uh, how it works. But uh, as a side to that, my my parents. I, this this was well public, so I know they won't mind me sharing this. But it was 13 years. Uh, they they had the the toughest time, uh, bad luck all over the place, and eventually, I always tell them it was worth the wait. I, I don't know if they agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah. So you have patience with that. It's easier said than done. But don't uh, don't let that weigh on your mind too much if if you're in that boat. Um. So, you know, we we 
had our our baby girl uh, named Daisy, and the love the name. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Everyone always uh, thinks that we named her after Daisy Ridley because of my love of Star Wars, and that is not true. It's not. You know, I'd love to say it is, but we uh, we yeah. simply just sure. like the name Daisy. It's not a family name. Uh, we kind of picked it out of the blue, <laughs> um, and. The first two weeks, so I, I was off of work uh, for two weeks, able to stay home. I was lucky enough for that. We, uh, same boat, you know, you don't know how long the baby's sleeping. Patterns all over the place. There really is no pattern. And I, um, it was honestly a, almost a perfect time for Spider-Man PS4 to come out. So me being a huge Marvel guy, a huge uh, super hero video game guy, it was a perfect storm, um, and I was able to, to really chop down a lot of that game in, in that time. I know Rashawn will appreciate this, but that is a game that I 100%ed. I did not platinum. So, <laughs> I've never played it yet. It's on my list. It's, yes. Grew up with, I love Marvel games, and I grew up playing it, and I have not yet played it yet. It's, I need to. It's, I can't recommend I, it enough. I, I adored it. It's it's probably on my, uh, my top 10 all-time list. I don't know if that's because yeah. of my bias towards Marvel, but it's up there. But yeah, that's supposed to be a great game. I'm really excited to play it. That and Star Wars are the two. They go back and forth sometimes. So yes, yes, I'm happy you, you finally took the dive into Jedi Fallen Order. I uh, I actually booted that up uh, this week. Uh, you you probably inspired me to do so, but that and mixed in with the free update. Um, so the last time I played it was December 22nd. It said on my save, and I I'm 95 percent of the way through. So I'm I'm very close to 100 percenting this thing. I just have one planet to go to get all my uh, my extra features. But man, what a world! Yeah, um, phenomenal. So. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So in short, uh, my my gaming pattern it kind of worked out well. Uh, I at the time, you know, Spider-Man is a game you can pause. It's a single-player game. You you can come back to it no problem. Daisy would sleep when she sleeps, and once we got maybe past those two weeks, we had a little bit of a groove where she'd really get in a pattern, be up for a little bit, and go down for two, anywhere maybe two to three hours, which is great because nowadays she does not sleep at all. And um, that was it. You know, that was great. I'd get up, no problem, whatever her and my wife needed. And then it was back to the, the PS4 or Xbox One. And um, now, it, you know, fast forward to now, uh, my parents always laugh because they say this is how I was. But she does not sleep. She's high energy. She's always looking for that next thing, which is <laughs> a little bit how I am. And, um, you know, you're you're in the same boat, I imagine. You, you, we both love our, our coffee. And she um, she gets up seven in the morning. She takes one nap during the day. We're lucky if we're able to get more than an hour and a half. And uh, we try to get her down to bed at eight o'clock, but usually it ends up being closer to nine nine thirty. Um, and yeah. that is when my day truly begins uh, when it comes yeah. to gaming, or yeah. you know, as we're recording this now here late at night. So you, uh, my advice there is kind of play what you can when you you can do it. And take what you're given. That's that's yeah. kind of it. Uh, I imagine you're maybe in the same boat. You you play what you can when you can. Yeah. So a little bit different than you. So left right after we had our son, I can't tell you what. I can't go into too much detail because my wife will probably kill me. So if I die, that's because I told something I shouldn't have told on the, the recording. But um, we had a lot of post issues that you know didn't quite go as we had planned and kind of required me to take more of a front roll. So obviously being self-employed, I didn't have 
the ability to get time off, you know, me not working meant me, us not making money. So, you know, I had to keep working and do what I could to keep busy with work, but with the, what was going on, it required me to be a little more involved as far as, you know, helping take care of the baby more so than we wanted to, wanted to be a little more equal. And it was, it was difficult because she was going through a lot of stuff at the time. And, you know, it was my job as a, a father and a husband to step up and do what I could to contribute. And funny story. So I was, so I, as you know, I'm sure Joel will agree. I, we probably, how, how much sleep do you think you get? What time you usually go to bed? You think? <sighs> oh, I'm at a loss. Tonight. You. Um, can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Okay. Tonight will be one of those late nights. I, I kind of trade off. So I'm going to be working on this and then I'm watching Iron Man two so we can uh, record the next part in our MCU series. I would say um, maybe one or two o'clock is a, a good solid night for me. And then if I can do at least once or twice a week, it, you know, which is awesome, really go right. to sleep when my daughter goes to sleep or even just uh, maybe 10 o'clock, I'm usually pretty okay. I, I got to find the balance. So I, tra- I trade a really late night for some early nights when possible. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I was. It was, but back then I was so tired from not sleeping that one time my, we had our son in the bed. He was, you know, feeding, and I was like, okay, he's done. It was like two or three in the morning. She's like, oh, you know, he's all done eating. And then we have two sixty-five pound dogs. We have a, a point, both pointer mixes. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, I'm just gonna scoop up Oliver, put him back at the back of the time. We use the rock and play because my son got sick early, which now you it's like a big no-no, and we got rid of it, and it's in the garbage now. But so I. In my head, I'm scooping up my son, and I'm going to put him in the crib, and my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, why are you picking up the dog? So I was so tired that I actually tried to pick up our 65-pound dog and didn't realize it and tried to put her in uh, my son's so. Now, Joe, are you, is your camera working or is it just me? No, I my camera's not working either. I We're, we're frozen, but audio is coming through still pretty good. Um. But um, yeah, it's it was one of those things where it was it was kind of crazy. But um, yeah, know, I'd say so. Work. That's I mean, it, that it takes an adjustment. Even if you are someone who is not used to getting a lot of sleep, whether that's by choice or or not, uh, it's a different kind of sleep because again, that pattern goes out the window. Yep. Uh, you're up every few hours. Uh, for us, I you know, we had a relatively healthy. Uh, time after Daisy was born for both Daisy and mom and we would anytime Daisy got up it was a rule of thumb for me not my wife's asking that I you know I'd get up with her um I kind of felt like hey I'm I'm, we're doing this together I've got the easy part you know you just went through hell uh Lauren's by the way labor was 21 hours so -hmm. to hear that your your wife was you know over 24 my goodness that's that's unbelievable uh, it, God bless them. Can't can't imagine. So. I can't. I remember. So we've we've always talked about having uh, multiple kids. Um, when Ooh. Daisy was born in the hospital, I remember right away saying to to Lauren, "Hey, if if we're done now, that's totally fine. You tell me, and we're we're good to go." And she right. goes, "That was the worst thing ever, but we're, you know, we're gonna do it again." <laughs> so I was like. I- Talk to me in a year. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah, traumatizing to say the least. So, did you, um, we won't go into too much. Did you help or did you, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I did. Uh, I tried not to. She was like, oh, grab a leg. I'm like, oh, what? I didn't know what to expect at all. At all. Uh, you always hear stories, and everyone's story is different. But um, we had the sweetest nurse in the world. So we live in mm-hmm. Western New York, and we delivered at uh, Sisters Hospital, it's called. And we, um, so we just, this I swear this woman was straight from heaven. She was just absolutely wonderful for my wife. Whatever, you know, she comforted her better than I, I ever could in that moment. She just needed that kind of sweet touch. Um, and we had a really, really nice doctor who, obviously, Lauren had worked with all the way up to and through birth. And it was the two of them. And uh, the time was there, and we couldn't have been more excited because it meant, hey, the end of the road is coming, first of all. Uh, but second of all, it was, hey, Josiah, uh, grab <laughs> her left leg, and uh, you're going to help us go through this. Which I was yeah. like, fine, great, whatever you need me to be. But I didn't I didn't know that that was going to happen. So Me either. I was just like, I was like, oh, pull up a chair, come sit next to my face. I'm like, okay. And she's like, the, the doctor, she's amazing. And she's like, uh, what are you doing? Move the chair. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I was not planning on helping. So uh, yeah. it's like I experienced almost like a car crash. Like, I'm so glad I watched it, but I tried not to. Like, it's a car crash. You cannot not look. And yeah, it was. Uh, I'll kind of stop there. But it was. Uh, yeah, it was very. I'm glad I. I'm glad we did it, and so I'm happy. So we got a beautiful son, and she's happy. And but we actually, so being the nurse, we actually got an epidural, and she when we were leaving the hospital, she had bad headaches, and. The day we got home, she actually had to go back. It was either the next day, maybe. She actually had a um, headache from the epidural where they, when they, what happened is, I guess, like the spinal fluid or the blood or something went to the back of her neck and it caused her to have a headache. And she had to get, like, um, I think they take her blood out of her back or something and put it in their neck to, like, stop the headache. It was super crazy. Oh, gosh. But, um, yeah, so it was um, very crazy. But now, I mean, it's, you know, being a dad is kind of fast forwarding past that first year where they're more like I don't want to say potato but I guess that's kind of a compare it it's you know they're 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 active in their own way where them being active now it's a different kind of active my son likes American Ninja Warrior Jr. it's his new show that he likes and he's jumping off the furniture and chasing the dogs around the house and you know it's naps like you said are difficult because he's just so high energy that it's like I got to tell him it's time for a nap after he just finished running a marathon around the house. And it's like, he, he's still ready to go. And, you know, we like similar to you, it's, Hey, we try to get a nap in. Hopefully he naps. He naps maybe get a couple hours out of him. would be great. Some days he won't nap. And then he's an absolute psychopath at six, seven o'clock at night. But then you get done earlier. And I don't know how you are, but you know, it's always the trying, trying to find the balance between work, spending time with the family and then finding time to play video games or, do something because I know as a dad, I'm sure you'll agree. You you need your personal time sometimes too. Just like my wife needs her personal time to watch. She likes big TV person, so she likes oh. to watch her TV. And you know, everyone kind of needs their own personal time, and it's it's tough to juggle it all sometimes. And you know, I don't know if there's any other dads out there that feel the same way, but it's it's very rewarding, but it's can be stressful and it can be a lot and it's trying to find the right balance of, Hey, you know what? My son just went to bed. It's not time for me to go play video games right now. You know, I, maybe my wife wants to watch a TV show or we're going to watch a movie together or, you know, still making sure you put the time in as a husband opposed to just saying, Hey, you know what? You know, son's in bed. I'm heading downstairs. You know, I have to play in the basement because I'm in the kitchen now, probably being too loud. So, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's an adjustment for sure. It is. And that balance is, is super critical. And what's, 
difficult is at times you even have to realize, hey, I, I'm not going to get that game time in today. Um, yeah. It's just not happening. It falls down the priority list. And, um, you know, that was me maybe the two days ago. I, I just, it wasn't going to happen. The nap, like, like you said with Oliver, it just, it wasn't there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she ended up being a little bit difficult just from, from not having that rest. And it was, uh, it was not great. So it was like, all right, you know, it's not happening. Let's, let's call it. We'll try again tomorrow. And that's the other thing. Like if she's not napping, uh, I'm not getting that opportunity to play. So it's, I'm either staying up real late. And sometimes I just, I know it's not good for me cause I got to come back the next day, uh, and, and really come back stronger. Or sometimes it is, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stay up late. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to finish that game that I've been dying to, to finish for a while. Yep. Um, yep. to get a couple coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's having that coffee, and I like I know they're terrible for you, but I still do enjoy an energy drink here from time to time. Yep. Um, or it's you know it's having that uh, having a nice beverage like a beer or uh, you Beer's name it. It's it's tough to drink a, drink a beer at night. Like I'm drinking one now, and I'll probably have a second one because if I have just one, I get sleepy, and it's like I have one, I'm like, oh man, I could take take a nap. So and it's <laughs> twelve o'clock at night, which is kind of weird to say I could take a nap, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to uh, to get the gaming in, and you know, you, I think in my opinion, you find a new appreciation of games. We were talking about Heavy Rain, I think, briefly, but you know, it was a game for the was it PS3? It was out for, or was it PS4? Uh, it was PS3. They they did do a re-release as well. Okay, so uh, phenomenal game, and I played it not as a dad. And thinking back of you know how I would look at that game now, so people that don't know that game is essentially about. You know, being a dad and your your daughter, I think it was their da- his daughter. Was it his daughter or son? Uh, his son. He son. had, he had two sons, actually. Uh, yeah, and this right isn't here. spoilery, but the yeah. in the first you know minutes of the game, his one son, there's an accident. He, he passes away, and they're both young. Um, and mm-hmm. he has his other son, and, and things go down, and they're, he basically gets kidnapped. Uh, and the game is a, a mystery from there on out. Yeah, Tim, you're right. Like, I, I did not play that as a, a dad either, but I it's all a game all about choices and I would guarantee that I, I would be playing it differently just through that yep. different lens right now. Yeah. It was a great game. It was a phenomenal game. And, uh, you know, I looking back on it, I would love to play it again, but you know, one of those things that's a little bit different now. So for sure. That's but, uh, um, that's another one of my actually probably if, if you had to ask for my top 10 all time games that they would be on there. There was a game that was real special. Loved, uh, love getting into the mystery of it, and there's 77 different possible endings from the four characters that you get to play throughout. Um, that was a game that was always fun going back to get all the trophies on, um, and then got yeah. to do it again for for PS4. So I've I've always uh, enjoyed what Qu- Quantic Dream puts out. Another big gaming news out there for any other dads that are probably someone like us. Did you ever play any Tony Hawk's games? Oh, dude, that I Maybe that trailer. My goodness. So yeah, I did. Uh, I own the original on the uh, original PlayStation and I did not own it, but I played with my cousins and and best friend, Tony Hawk three constantly. We played on the cruise ship all the time and uh, we had the cheat code for uh, Darth Maul. (laughs) So as a Star Wars fan, you know, (laughs) of course, of course, um, you know, played that one truly like there was no tomorrow. Uh, uh, How about you? Yeah. I love Tony Hawk game. That was, that and then a big game I loved is the Guitar Hero games. Growing up, I loved those ones. But um, yeah, Tony Hawk's was huge. I used to 
go where you can make the the uh, different um, like skate parks. And I thought that I love that. I would make my own skate park, and you know, at least I think what well, which one did they really introduce like the storyline to it where you could create your own person? And it was like it was that three where I, you could. I don't recall. It was three or four, I think. Yeah. So, but phenomenal. I actually played a game a game when I was a kid. It was actually a rollerblading game too, similar to that. I forget what it's called. It's some great music, but it was like a rollerblading Tony Hawk style game. But if anyone thinks of the name of it, definitely post in the comments so I remember. But yeah, it was, you know, it's, I, I don't know how, what kind of games you usually play, Joe. I don't think I've ever asked you, like, what, what are your ideal games? I know, you know, I like RPGs, but play a lot of stuff. So, man, I'm all over the place. I, uh, a little of everything is, is probably the best way to put it. Um, for perspective, my true favorite all time game is Batman Arkham City. Uh, mm, that game. game just man it hit everything on my list and that became forever ingrained in in what i love and truly helped my my passion along for games but um big into shooters more so the shooters like a, a halo or a call of duty as opposed to uh you know i've i've never played fortnite i've never played overwatch uh I'm more. I, it's funny to say that they're old school shooters now, but to think of like a, a Halo or Call of Duty, that that's probably the sweet yep. spot for me. Uh, I've enjoy. I loved back in the day. You mentioned Guitar Hero. My goodness, I played yep. the heck out of those because I I was a, a drummer and just naturally got attracted to those. So that and, and Rock Band were were always big. Um, my wife and I actually had a really nice bonding experience when we were dating in high school uh, when Lego Star Wars came out. For whatever reason, we decided to jump into that and played all of that co-op to 100% that together, which is crazy. Um, so I, I love those family adventure games. I love, um, I mean, right now the biggest contrast is I just finished Doom Eternal, which is a game you know about slaying demons and it's all about heavy yeah. metal music. And um, when I'm done with that, I pick up Animal Crossing. So yeah, I'm truly all... Hey, crossover <laughs> video. You see the YouTube video of the crossover? <laughs> yes. Hilarious. absolutely amazing yeah but uh i guess uh to put it as short as possible my gaming tastes are all over the place i do enjoy um an rpg from time to time i typically don't i gr i will gravitate towards shorter games so anything yeah. that really even uh has a a a long story from a just a a story standpoint uh falls down my list but I've really enjoyed games, uh, some of the bigger Assassin's Creeds over the years. I've played Skyrim. I've played Witcher 3. Um, I just played, actually, Fallout 4 uh, for the first time earlier this year. I, I went through that beginning to end. Um, Good game. I'd be remiss, too, on shifting gears here if I didn't mention the Uncharted series. I, I'm a oh, I love Uncharted. Huge... I haven't played the newest one. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, that one, definitely worth a, a playthrough. It's got a... I want to say the single-player... Story is about sixteen hours, and most of the Uncharted's came in around eight or nine. So that mm. is, it's a nice, nice send off to the this this cast of characters. And they had the uh, the Lost Legacy, which was a really nice almost spin off that added another maybe six or seven hours. Oh, nice! So yeah, I'm a big fan of like the those style games. Like I grew up playing Tomb Raider stuff like that. So when they came out Uncharted, I was like, okay, this is right down my alley of uh, style of games. It was up for the PlayStation at the time, so I was super happy about it. Oh man, dude. That's that's also right up. Uh, you know, I, I love the the Square Enix what we've gotten from Tomb Raider in recent years. Uh, Last of Us obviously is is another yep. one to check off, and that's coming out next month finally. Um, 
Did you happen to see the PS5 tech demo that came out today? I did not. I saw you post about it, and I was so busy today. I was like, I got to watch that. I heard oh. it's phenomenal, but I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. It took my breath away, man. Um, I know PC gamers in some way, shape, or form you know, on the high end have been there already, but for console gaming, this is truly extraordinary. We're going to talk about it on our episode of Geeks Got Game, so that's our all-gaming podcast. If you enjoy this one, I think you'll enjoy that too. Um, but that tech demo it's nine minutes long it's it's from epic it's showing the the new unreal engine it is truly mind-blowing and the game the reason i bring it up is it looks like it's a game ripped right out of either uncharted or tomb raider like it's it's oh sign me up right away you, you gotta watch that when we're done here <laughs> yeah definitely check it out yeah it's on my list of i just finished i was actually when i was driving to the new york beer project i listened to the mcu in review so i was like oh you know that's that's on my list too of to- but i had to watch it obviously i can't watch that and drive trouble. <laughs> but uh um but Good yeah stuff. it's it's one of those things where i just you know i'm a, a big variety gamer and i really do mean that and i think for me the biggest game i kind of gravitate if i had to pick a genre that i probably like the most it's probably metroidvania because just the feeling of you know one to get every collectible kind of reminds me of the old school gaming days where you play a crash bandicoot and it's like and I got to get every single thing in the game. I got to do the time trials and, um, you know, big fan of that. But I think maybe one of these days we should do a, make one of our shows about games to play with the wife, because I feel like that might be a, a good topic. I know John, um, he's part of, uh, I think the Buffalo, Buffalo gaming group that John started. He actually rec- asked for recommendation on a good game to play with the wife. And um, I think I recommended him Overcooked too, which is a, very you learn you learn uh how to work with your wife pretty much your significant other and um (laughs) i love overcooked yeah it's fun stressful it's very stressful but um that and we played so you mentioned 100 percent in games we actually played super mario 3d world for a long time myself and my wife and she didn't like understand the concept of getting 100 percent. and then when i kind of explained to her like hey there's these stars throughout the level level if we collect them like we you know complete the level and she's like oh really so we started she played as a cat every single game, but um, she's always like, we have a cat person I could use. I'm like, yeah, we can get you a cat person if you really want to be a cat person. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, That's awesome, like man. Like I said, a lot of stuff we can cover just being a dad and what what you do and what you don't do and kind of how how gaming works. And I think as dads, maybe we have a different taste in games than maybe some other people do. I know you mentioned shooters. I don't, have you played the new Val? Have you seen any gameplay for the new Valorant game that came out lately? No, I have not, and I've been. I know you you were streaming it too, and I I've yeah. got to get tuned into one of those. But everything I've been hearing, and especially from you, is is just kind of crazy on on the quality of it. But I'll let you yeah, talk about it. It's a lot of fun, but it's very very competitive, and I'm I'm very competitive with stuff in a sense that I like to try to make sure I'm doing stuff right. And growing up, it wasn't really the case because we, I didn't really play any co- or um, competitive shooters or stuff like that, but I loved Halo. I actually had a buddy of mine in high school that I would go to his house all the time. We'd play Halo 2 and Halo 3 on his um, Xbox, and he was amazing at it. I was I was okay, but, you know, I played a lot of Fortnite for a while. It was one of my – I played with – that's actually how we met John Fick, um, good friend, is part of the Busy Sticks – um tank so mike newton he actually uh, i met him through uh who did i meet him through mike barone who's one of my actually my neighbor and so long story short is how i meet all these people and 
he actually plays Fortnite. I actually played Fortnite with him a lot, and I love Fortnite. Actually, when I got a PC, I've had a PC for a long time. I played a lot of League of Legends, and when on my PC, I started playing Fortnite on the PC, and that's when I kind of slowly moved away from the PlayStation. I will always keep my PlayStation. I always have I have a Nintendo Switch. I will always keep a console because there's games out there. There's reason you play it, which I will never. There's just something about firing up a PS or PlayStation game and playing on a controller and knowing that, hey, like Final Fantasy just felt great to play on the PlayStation. And that's actually long, long story, full circle. That's how I met you, essentially. But yeah, he uh, played a lot of Fortnite for a while and Tank's really good at it. I got decent. And uh, <laughs> now, and that's the other part too, is finding the balance between when you go to play video games, now that, you know, you maybe have friends that want to play other games with you. It's difficult. I don't know how often you play single player games or play multiplayer games, but when I go online now and I'm signing on a discord, like for example, right now I have three messages of people asking to play Valorant with me. It's, it's, it's tough to find the mix because I'm playing star Wars and it's like, well, do I play star Wars or do I go play Valorant or it's just so many different, different options now, which is, so much different than it was before so yeah it's crazy there's so many options now like there's never ever ever a shortage and there's always a backlog and and uh we talked about it on geek scott game and we kind of made it a segment like what's in your backlog here as we get towards the end of the xbox one ps4 generation um for me it in terms of competitive gameplay or playing online it is very few and far between for me nowadays um Single player is is the vast majority of my time. I will say uh, I found it difficult to play more challenging games. And the reason being, I can't get into a groove sometimes because of timing and not playing it consistently. Two hours is different than someone else's 10. Yeah, and it's it's just it's totally different. So, like, playing uh, even Doom Eternal, by the way, which, you know, amazing, amazing shooter, uh, a relatively hard game. You know, we're not talking about Dark Souls here, but this, in terms of shooters, is a pretty hard game. So playing through that and not playing it maybe in a week's time because I only can play maybe a few hours here or there, and in those few hours I want to play one of the three or four games that I'm trying to work my way through was very difficult. It was like a learning curve all over again where, you know, I played Doom, the original, in 2016, and I was able to shoot right through that, no problem, no pun intended. But now, you know, it took me almost uh, a month and a half to beat this, and it is not a long game. You know, fifteen hours, or maybe maybe closer to twenty for a shooter, which is is pretty darn good for what you'd see in in a shooter like that. But it was always reinventing myself and being like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had this weapon. I forgot I I had unlocked this move. That was the uh, difficult part for me in going through that series, and it was mostly due to my kind of disruption of my schedule. So. I find uh, you know games like that kind of tough, and, and the games where I can go through them more easily, I find a little bit more relaxing. It may be needless to say, but now more than ever, I think. Can you hear me, Joe? Yep, here I come. <laughs> oh, we got camp. We got video again. Yeah, I uh, all of a sudden I was gone. It was the Thanos snap. There it was. Yeah, hey, it fixed whatever was going on. All right, let's 
I can always cut this. I think I put my clothes back on. (laughs) Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Honestly, (laughs) this was the the role I was born to play, let me tell you. Okay. Let's see. Bear with me one second. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Yeah, I didn't have video for like the last 20 minutes, but the, the audio was all good, so... Um, yeah, sorry about the, the tech issues at home, everybody. It's it's a, a work in progress here. It's it's like, if you will, a dad is trying to figure out how to record this. So, um, well, maybe, not, maybe one of these days we'll be able to have it. Once the quarantine's over, we can uh, have a beer or some coffee together and do it in person. So it'll be yes. a little different. So. I would, uh, you know, Tim and I will obviously have to talk here. I think that is a wonderful idea. I, I plan on having a beer with you either way but recording in person would be a a really nice thing i think yeah um so i don't know where we cut off there yeah what were we talking about um i was talking about doom eternal and how uh how i found it difficult to get in a groove Um, oh yep and then i know you were talking and then all of a sudden uh discord was like no you're not going to talk anymore yeah i honestly don't remember (laughs) it's all good it's the dad brain so, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's such a balance in, in everything. And I think that's kind of the, the epitome of the, the first episode here is, uh, it's ultra rewarding, obviously to, to be a dad, but, uh, to be a gaming dad is, uh, is a challenge. And as a gamer, as lifelong gamers here, overcoming that challenge is just one more, one more notch really in, yeah. in the belt here. Right. It was, it was tough it was tough to kind of find the ways to adjust because you know, like we were talking about, it just, it's not, not like you can just game whatever you want. If you have an extra hour or two between something, it's, you know, you can't just go, my son's up here running around playing. It's not like I can just go right downstairs and go play a game. It's like, well, you have to, you know, be part of everything and play with your son. And, you know, I think one topic maybe we can cover one day is what, what age we think the appropriate age to introduce video games is to your children. And that's, you know, I don't know yet because, you know, my son's played ABC Mouse on the iPad as the extent of gaming. So uh, if you call that gaming, it's all educational stuff. But, sure, you know, I think that'll be a topic for one of these days is, hey, what what age is the right age and what do you do? What do you introduce? So, you know, it's a uh, it's a good question. I, I think yeah. we'll have to probably cross that when we the get answer. there. So, yeah, yeah. I but, um, um, I it's funny. One of the first things first toys I bought uh, Daisy was a fake it looks like an Xbox control. It's, mm. um, I don't know if it was, it's not Fisher price, but a company like Fisher price makes it anyway. You, you can hit different buttons and it's, it's so it's very geared towards gamers. It'll have, you know, these different sounds that will play that are kind of educational and they'll talk about ABCs and numbers and things like that. But, um, she's always loved playing it and picking it up and playing with the different uh, buttons and, from time to time when I, if I'm able to play while she's awake, which is super, super rare. And of course right. it's gotta be a child appropriate game. Uh, yeah. you know, I'll give her her control and she'll sit on my lap for a solid two or three minutes and play that play. Sure. But, uh, with my wife being heavily into animal crossing, she has really developed a big interest in holding our Nintendo switch, which I, you know, is always a quick, no, 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 no. We're going to put that on the, the charging port. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, that's the beauty of games on the switch so we talk a lot about i think john does he's waiting for a persona persona uh what is it persona 5 on the switch i would love a persona 5 on the switch because it's one of those games like i played fire emblem is it four house or five house whatever it is 
I can play uh, three houses. Three houses, whatever yep, the number yep, yep. of houses is. But I can play that on Switch while my son's awake, you know, because I can still do things. I can still be involved, and I'm not taking the TV over or completely distracted. You can pause it, set it down. You know, I played um, Link's Awakening. I love Le- mm-hmm. Big Legend of Zelda guy. And I uh, played Link's Awakening on the Switch, and, you know, it's it's nice to have the convenience of the flexibility of turning it off or turning it on. Or, you know, we go to the mother-in-laws and, you know, pop it on and play play. 30 minutes of worth of it, you know, being able to have the flexibility to, do, to play it more where with a PlayStation or an Xbox or even PCs almost impossible to do with a child. Oh yeah. So, uh, it's just, just different. So, yeah, but, um, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, you know, finding a game like that to, to play while you can really just have one eye on it is, is nice, which is animal crossing has been the thing. Um, mm-hmm. obviously it's taken the world by storm, but, it has been the game where I can kind of follow her around and, and obviously I want to devote time to her and actually play with her and read to her. But in those moments where I normally couldn't sit and maybe play an Xbox game while she's playing in her room, I can now kind of follow her with the switch in hand or even have the, the control and the pro controller and play from a distance on our big screen TV. Um, and of course it's you know, super child appropriate on top of it. So right. that has been the ideal game on so many levels for so many people, I'm sure, but yep. to, to come out in this quarantine that we're uh, in the midst of. So that is, has been a really nice one. Uh, Link's Awakening is a game that I've got on my list that I would love to, to, to get around to having actually not, the only Zelda game I've ever played is Breath of the Wild. Uh, Jeff Pavlock of, of uh, uh, Geek Scott Game is a huge, huge Zelda fan, and um, you know, so he was excited when I played that. But Link's Awakening is something I'm going to have to borrow from him at some point and and really Borrow take my time with. I think I still have it. So oh, very I'm nice on the table too. So good stuff. But um, but yeah, Link's Link's Awakening is a good one, and I think so. You kind of have the progression, I'm sure. Jeff, you said it was, right? That's yep. a big... So I'm sure he'll kind of agree. You have kind of a progression of Zelda where the beginning of Zelda is more of the you know, top-down, more dungeon aspect where you kind of got into um, Orcring of Time, a lot of those ones where it kind of the game kind of transformed. And then it transformed even more with Breath of the Wild. So you going back to play Link's Awakening kind of takes you back to that um, Super Nintendo. When my wife and I went on our honeymoon... On the trip down there, I actually bought a Nintendo DS just to play a Legend of Zelda game. What was the game? It was um, A Link Between Worlds, I think it was, which is like a remake of one of my favorite games for the Game Boy Advance. So um, That's awesome. Know, big, like I said, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades when it comes to video games. It, you probably mentioned when I've played a similar game or I might have even have played it. So I, uh, It's funny you mentioned the honeymoon uh, on our plane uh, to our destination i uh so i have a playstation vita i love the vita i always wish it had more support uh, yep. i feel like the switch came at the right time and the vita just missed the boat it just yep. missed but um anyway i played batman arkham origins there was a i don't recall the title off the the top of my head but there was a spinoff of arkham origins that was made for the vita and that that's what i played on the way down i specifically bought it for that trip um and it's funny a lot of times in life i'll i'll look at a game and be like hey i know what was going on when i was playing that game maybe it was like we said we, we were on the way to our destination or 
maybe something else was going on or maybe it was a particularly difficult time in your life. But right. gaming has that kind of way, especially if you get into it and you have a fond memory of that game, of just transcending life and, and creating some nice memories and yeah. gives you a pause to think about not just the game, but even playing through it again and, and recall recalling those memories. So I, I think it's it's such a unique medium in that sense. Good good way to bring people together too. I mean you think about Geeks Got Game or uh, Geeks Got Game, what you guys are doing there, talking about a lot of gaming and just the geekiverse in general. You know, it's really a collection of people that share similar interests that like talking about it. And, you know, it's I kind of explained to my wife when, you know, I go I call it downstairs because everything's in the basement. It's not finished yet. So it's like a dungeon almost. But um when I go in the basement at night to go play video games and I tell her, you know, it's not it's different than a lot of other people because yeah, maybe I'll play a single player game here or there, but a lot of times I'm in Discord with my friends or I'm streaming on Twitch. It's, you know, almost like a social time. It's especially in a quarantine, it's nice to be able to kind of talk to my friends that have some more interests that I do. I have a lot of friends that live in New York's New York City, like the outskirts, they'll kill me if I say New York City because it's not technically New York City, that I've never met before, share similar interests, we'll pop on a Discord call a video, we'll chat, we'll watch movies, like you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's nice to have. They're actually huge, huge Star Wars fans. So, mm. um, they're that sometimes they'll get in debates about certain things. And I love Star Wars, but not to the extent that you and uh, a lot of other people I know do. So uh, I still have yet to watch the new ones. Let's one of these nights I'm gonna do it. Oh, okay, all right. I know. All right. I know. You let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I wanted to see it in theaters, and I didn't have anyone to go with, so I was like, ah. Oh. If only you knew me that I I know. So I, I saw, (laughs) I don't, I don't, this is not embarrassing. I own it. I love it. I saw rise of Skywalker four times in theaters. I saw it. There's people who definitely saw it more. I know somebody who saw Phantom Menace eight times in theaters. So everybody get off my back. Sean said he said, I did watch it. And I listened. Sean said he knew someone who said saw it 12, right? He he did. And I, 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 that's mind blowing to me, but Hey, you know, to each their own. Um, but rise of Skywalker, I, so every new Star Wars that came out in the last five years, it was basically, it's an event. And for the Geekiverse, a huge event. Um, it was, we get tickets for opening night. We buy, you know, three months in advance when they go on sale. I would always immediately buy tickets to the next day because I knew I would want to go see it again and really just get it ingrained in my head because that's how I am. You know, here's my mug if you're watching the video version. Um, and then... On top of it, I know I'm going to go back probably a third time, maybe a few weeks later. So for Rise of Skywalker, we had opening night. We had the night after. Uh, the week of the movie, a friend, uh, so fr- someone from the Geekiverse who shall re- remain nameless, had a <laughs> contact uh, that I was able to go see the movie before it hit, uh, basically oh, at a private theater. And it was nice. the, one of the greatest experiences of my life. I could talk about it all night. Uh, but I had to keep that lie maintained until we went to the theater, saw it, and then I told the whole crew afterwards, which was just, I'll never forget it. But So that was three times, and the movie had been out technically two days. And then um, on the opening night, my wife could not go with us. I don't recall what happened. She could not go. So uh, she's like, well, I got to go see it. I have to. I'm like, okay. So I went a fourth time uh, the following week. And it actually ended up being her favorite of all the Star Wars films for what it's worth because I've dragged her on this crazy journey that is my fandom. Uh, I tried to get my wife to watch Star Wars. She watched two minutes. And I was like, <laughs> not for me. I was like, it's fine. Like, it was actually. Um, yeah, more for me. That's okay. Yeah. It was the first of the, the newer trilogy. And I was like, oh, you know, 
let's really watch it. Because at the time I was, for the longest time, I watched all like the originals and I loved them. But it's been so long since I watched them. So I was like, you know what? Before I watch the new movie, I need to watch all of them again because I don't remember everything well enough to be able to, like, that's why I haven't watched any of the MCU movies, the newer MCU movies. I forget what's the last one. I, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I haven't watched any of the newer MCU movies because I have that problem. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't want to watch the new one until I watch the old ones. And it's like, well, where's the time to watch the old ones? So yeah. it's just, it keeps, it's a cycle. <laughs> it's a vicious <laughs> so, cycle. <laughs> so with Star Wars, I finally said, you know what? I don't need to see the old ones. I'm just going to watch the new one because I really want to watch it. Yeah. And I told my wife, like, you don't really need to see the old ones. Like, just get into this and, you know, maybe I'll try to take her back. And that's all right. You know, it happens. It's okay. The last, like, super, it's not really a superhero movie, but the last superhero-ish movie I saw in theaters is actually the newer Joker. Mm, Yeah. So, which I thought was amazing. It was phenomenal. uh, Absolutely awesome. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. So, that was like the first one I saw on midnight release and my wife can worry sometimes she's like you know there's a lot of because at the time we were everyone was over about the like the, the shootings and mm-hmm. stuff like that so she's like you know be careful and I'm telling her like there's security guards like don't worry like everything's be okay and great movie we actually went to jack astor's i think with my buddies before we saw it so nice but, um, that's movie. a good time yeah, so I, think, I think the only other thing we wanted to talk about too was games we were thinking kind of on the radar for for next month anything that we're thinking of playing that maybe you want to recommend to someone else so yeah. what we're currently playing too, I think would be a good topic too. I think so. So uh, again, another plug for, for geek Scott game. It's our all gaming podcast at the Geekiverse. We have it in video form on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts, but we talk about what we're playing. We call it what's in our system. I think it's perfect for, for this as well. You know, what, what are we playing? Whether it's just on our own time after our kids go to bed, if you know, while they're awake, you name it um, in celebration of, you know, Talking about Star Wars. May the 4th, uh, we always celebrate that at the Geekiverse. We kind of made it a month-long thing here. So I've been playing through quite a bit of Star Wars recently. I actually popped in the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 from 2005 as a um, backwards-compatible title on my Xbox One. So I I breezed through that story. That was a blast. Um, As I mentioned, I dove back into Jedi Fallen Order. I can't believe how good the lightsaber mechanics are in that game. That's one for the PC, right? Oh, what's that? Oh, not Fallen Order. I'm thinking of a different number. Continue. I've got a question for you, Don. Yeah, so I've been uh, picking that up again, and I I adore that title. Respawn Entertainment did an absolutely masterful job there. And then I actually went through the 2017 version of Star Wars Battlefront 2. So all, all Star Wars all the time right now for me. But um, that story you can play through in like four hours. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just nice fanfare. Nothing really challenging about it. But I went I went back and 100% at all the side collectibles that you can get in the mission. So I'm happy to do that. Uh, plus, they also just released the final update for Star Wars Battlefront 2. So that includes uh, some of the appearances that you see for Rey and Kylo Ren and the Emperor in uh, Rise of Skywalker, as well as uh, Scarif, which you see in Rogue One. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Um, and quick tangent, we talked about staying up late and what our hours look like. Two weekends ago... Um, Usually there's at least one or two nights on on a given weekend where I'll say, all right, you know, I'm I'm drinking the coffee late. I am staying up all night. This is how it's happening. I stayed up till five. Oh man, that's impressive. 
I never did that before. It just kind of, you know, usually mentally like three is my cutoff. Three o'clock, I'm like, yeah. all right, I probably should settle down now. But I kept going. I was fu- like, the energy just kept flowing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, tomorrow's going to be so awful. So five o'clock was when I finally went to bed. It was getting light out. My goodness gracious. Anyway, I played Star Wars Battlefront 2 all night with uh, some of the new game modes with that. Hey, your alarm clock now has no snooze. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it was brutal. Thankfully, so, um, Daisy slept till seven thirty. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, quick question here: Do you ever play? Um, I think I was thinking of Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Uh, another nice tie-in. So I have, I own it for the original Xbox. I played it, but never got super far in it. Um, it's a game where I've always secretly hoped for a remaster, and that's when I was going to give myself the excuse to play it. I'm going to have to play through it again because I don't know how I can really truly call myself a Star Wars nut without having played what is perceived as the greatest Star Wars game of all time. It's like the MMO one, right? Yes. Um, My buddies have been bugging me to play it. They saw me playing Fallen Order on stream. Like, oh, Tim, would you ever play Fallen or uh, Knights of the Old Republic? I'm like, oh. I mean, I've seen it. So, so. Knight, well, Knights of the Old Republic is the original Xbox game. And then... So BioWare made that, and then they made, in 2011, The Old Republic, it's called. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of, that uh, one. So that is the MMORPG. Yep. I did play that one as well on that one. Again, I've always secretly hoped that they would bring that to Xbox One and PS4, and I'm kind of surprised they haven't. But they are still supporting that game all these years yeah. later. Um, but again, if they ever release it for Xbox One, I'll, I'll be in trouble because it's the only thing I'll probably play. Imagine um, if they release like an MMO nowadays for like uh, Star Wars be crazy i it especially in this day and age it would just yep. it would be so welcomed uh yeah. yeah that's so the quick tie-in what i mentioned for knights of the old republic so the original xbox game is you mentioned playing final fantasy on your ipad or your, mm-hmm. your tablet um that's what i was playing on the way to uh we we're fortunate enough to go to e3 two years ago and that's what I played on the plane on my iPad, oh, nice. the Knights of the Old Republic. Now it was very buggy, unfortunately, but um, it, w- it was kind of nice. It's it's amazing to see even where mobile gaming has gone these days. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim, what? So what have you been playing? A little little of everything. Uh, yeah. Different genres. Well, just finished, yeah, just finished Final Fantasy VII remake, which was probably the longest game I've played in. Who knows how long? Like you said, long games are tougher. Yeah, it's tough to keep your attention sometimes because you kind of go off and go back and go off, and it's tough to kind of just sit down and get that long grind session of eight to ten hours like you used to be able to. And um, you know, Rashawn Platinum King grinded that out in what three days? I was like, not happening. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Valorant um, as of lately. It's my been my been my my new shooter. I play a lot of my buddies, and then I've been playing. Star Wars Fallen Order. I don't know why I waited so long to play it. I'm a huge fan of the Dark Souls style games. And when I play it, that's the combat just feels so Dark Souls-like. It's very punishing, which I love. I love the puzzle, like the Metroidvania style puzzles. I love the combat. The lightsabers just, it just feels right. I mean, it just feels so smooth. The light, I got a new PC I just built and I'm playing it on ultra settings. It's amazing. And oh, I like, I can't imagine. This is it. So uh, I've been really loving that. But um, that, and then I've also actually just started diving in. My buddy convinced me to re-download Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO one, to start playing that again. So I've been dabbling in that when I have the time. But my main goal is to finish Star Wars. And then actually, um, we talked about games that are on the horizon. I really, really want it. The two games that are on my list 
um, pretty shortly here. Because I think when does um, Tushima come out? Ah, of, yes, uh, uh, July seventeenth. That's a month, so I got I got the month next month free, basically. Um, yeah, because the last of us comes out in July too, right? Uh, last of us is June 29th. So you got okay, a few so weeks. Of the month. So I'll be able to boom, boom. If I play it right. So, uh, I want I, my, essentially my games for next month. I want to try to finish fall in order by the end of the month is the goal. And then next month I would like to dive into hollow Knight, which I've heard a lot of mm. recommendations on. Um, I actually played like two minutes of it cause I bought it when it was on sale for like seven bucks. Someone posted in the Buffalo game geeks group that it was on sale. So I picked it up then. And then also I want to play through the second Ori. Mm. Um, actually, when I got the first Ori, I was playing that. I actually had it on my laptop in the kitchen. And I was playing it while I was upstairs. I was kind of playing that a little bit. And again, not extremely demanding. I can pause it and leave and come back. And like you said, I, my time on there was astronomical because they kept pausing the game to go do something or play with Oliver or whatever. So, But, um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff on the horizon. And are there any games that are coming out next month that people should be like looking out for? I'm in the same boat as you actually. Um, and I did play through Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, very challenging game, beautiful game, atmospheric. Mm -hmm. You can pause it. Like you said, unfortunately I left mine on for over 24 hours. So it's, (laughs) it said I took quite a long time to beat that game. Um, so don't look at my Xbox list there, but, um, Hollow Knight, I do want to get into, I don't know if that's going to, happen very soon unfortunately but it's a part of game pass ultimate which i have so that's free essentially um and then i've got a i want to beat um we talked about rashawn he's right now he's streaming on the geekiverse um assassin's creed odyssey i did start that in february before doom and animal crossing came out and i'd like to get back to it and finish it before last of us that's kind of my my time frame and then I want to finish Last of Us before Ghost because th- that game looks so beautiful and I just can't wait to till it come both of them come out. My goodness gracious. Um I would say those are the two on the horizon that really everybody needs to know about. If you are a Star Wars fan, any day now you'll be able to get the uh ported episode 1 racer on Nintendo Switch and PS4. So that'll be that'll be kind of a nice uh nostalgia trip, I guess. Tim, I did want to ask you, though, um, so I have never played a Dark Souls game. I played Bloodborne for like an hour before I was like, I do not have the patience for this. I'm not good enough for this. Where, um, we with Jedi Fallen Order, how does that combat stack up in terms of challenge to a game like a Bloodborne or Dark Souls or maybe even um, to a degree a Sekiro? Yeah, so... I was telling all my buddies this. I played, so I played Fallen Order on like the one right below the hardest, and I regret not playing it on the hardest difficulty. It's very, so Fallen Order is very, very punishing, but the biggest thing with any Dark Souls games or stuff like that, like uh, Bloodborne, is learning attack patterns. So once you learn an attack pattern, you can kind of predict, hey, you know what, I can avoid this by backstepping, or I can roll to the right or roll to the left. And that was why Dark Souls was so much fun to me, is there's a lot of strategy in the combat. You can't just hack and slash your way. And that's what I really love about Fallen Order. It's very punishing on the difficulty I'm playing on. I wouldn't say it's Dark Souls level. Dark Souls mm-hmm. is very, very difficult to start. I feel like with Fallen Order, I'm, I'm on the third world right now, or the fourth world. And I feel like as you progress through the game, you get new abilities, it slowly becomes a little bit... You have more tools at your disposal, so more things to do. Oh, yeah. And with Souls, 
the abilities you get at the beginning are pretty much the abilities you have throughout the game. You upgrade your gear, but the enemies get harder. It gets more difficult. And I would say Fallen Order is pretty tough as far as on the scale of what I'm playing on right now as far as difficulty. But I don't think it's by any means as difficult as Dark Souls would be. I mean, Dark Souls is just a different breed. I mean, I would there's times I played Dark Souls and I just had to walk away because I would get so frustrated where you die against something and you just you're trying to get back there and every enemy is difficult. So let's say I, I get really far. I'm not near the bonfires, they call them, which is almost like Fallen Order where they respawn the enemies. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm at the final boss and I die and I didn't hit a bonfire on the way. I have to beat all those ridiculously hard enemies to get back to that one boss. And if I die on the way there, I lose all my stuff. So it's very, very demanding. And there's been times where I'm like, you know, I had I was killing everything. I had so much extra stuff. And then I die and it's like on the way there and I'm like just so annoyed with the game because I got to essentially do it all over again. Like I got no progress. Like I just wasted an hour of my time. But, you know, yeah. compared to the two, it's on that level, but not quite as hard as Dark Souls would be. That's that's so. what I take away from everything I've heard. But to even have it in the conversation is kind of crazy to me. Uh, yeah, yeah those, same gameplay. Those style. games are not uh, not for me. I and it's rare for me to say that, but I just can't. I get so frustrated and I get so mad. And I, so if I ever encounter like a tough boss or a tough level, and I'm kind of struggling to get around it, and maybe I've spent too much time on it, I have this problem where like I can't rest until I beat it. So that's how I am. I've got to beat it. And once I do good, save, let's get this thing off and I'll, you know, go to bed or do whatever else that I'm going to do. But like, I really struggle with letting that go. (laughs) That's how I am. It's, it's one of those things where you, you need to beat it. It's like, I know I can do it and I'm going to do it. I just don't know how long it's going to take me. And I was one of those kids as a child, they have those little, uh, like puzzles that like go together. You just like try to get them apart. I could play with those things for hours because I need to get it apart. I need to find a way. And, that's how I am with video games. Sometimes I get a little stubborn, don't want to lose. And it's like, I'm going to do this before. And then if I really can't get to it, I really get frustrated and I probably won't come back to the game. So, uh, it's, it's tough. Yeah. That's the, I I totally hear you there. It's, It's just, it's, it's, it's another thing too. Like, honestly, if I ever get to the point where I do put the game down and walk away, a lot of times I will come back and beat it on the first or second attempt. Yeah, And it doesn't make sense. Like why? Yep. Why couldn't I do this after twenty attempts last time? It, it just—it's funny how things work. Sometimes you need to take a step back, and I guess that's yeah. a good maybe, almost segue to wrapping up the episode here. That's maybe that's uh, patience too with being a dad, right? Like sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you just Everywhere. gotta take that breath and take that step back and know that something else is gonna work, or uh, you know things are gonna come around. <laughs> so. Everything kind of fits into place. That's the biggest thing I've kind of realized being his dad is that not to stress the little things and everything kind of works in its own way. That's so. right. Patience is, is definitely, as they say, uh, a virtue. Now, your kids don't understand that, but they don't, <laughs> which means you've no. got to double understand in a way. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap up this, this inaugural episode of dad cast. Uh, if you're watching the, the video version, we're so sorry for the, some of the technical difficulties we had, uh, but, uh, the audio worked throughout the whole time. So we're appreciative of that. We're appreciative of you taking the time to watch and or listen to this. Uh, Tim, where can people find you on social media? Um, you've been all over the place on, on the Geekiverse and in streaming these days. So if people want to check out more in the world of your video games, where can they, uh, follow you? Yeah, check me out on Twitch, um, Tim Tales and everything, pretty much T-A-M-T-A-L-S. Uh, Twitter, uh, pretty much pretty simple. So usually I'm on there 
tweeting about the Geekiverse or friends that I have that are playing video games or I'm a big sports guy. I don't know if you saw my shit or not, but it says mm. you dig because uh, we just got big Buffalo Bills fans. So, um, you know, Sabres fans. So I like sports, I like video games, and I like working in family. So that's pretty much what you'll see from me. So, but um, yeah. Gotta love it. Where, uh, where'd you get that shirt if you don't mind me asking? Um, I actually don't know. I, I went out, got my mail the one day, and my mother-in-law actually bought it for me. I'll have to ask her. I'm not even sure where she got it from. I know she bought it as soon as he got him. Because Josh Allen tweeted out, "You dig after the after yes. we got." Yeah, uh, so I honestly have no idea. I'm not a hundred percent certain, so this may be a false plug. But our partners, uh, our sponsor for MCU Review is Fantastic. Fantastic is a division of Twenty Six Shirts, uh, basically the founders of the quote unquote Bills Mafia. So uh, they very well may have produced yeah, that. It is. It is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, I well, I know. I, I was like 99% sure, I but I didn't so, but know. I sure. uh, that's, that's so great. So yeah. the the guy who made that shirt, essentially, Del Reed, uh, sits in on our, our MCU review show. One of the finest human beings you'll ever meet. Uh, 26 shirts. Too, right? What's that? He's a dad too, right? He is. Uh, he's, Maybe one day we get him a guest appearance or something on here. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, we've. Um, it's funny. Like, So Del's been Twitter famous, if you will. If not, yeah. I mean, he's in Western New York. You know who Del Reed is. Yeah. But he's, he's been the guy for a long time. And I had been a fan of him and everything that he does with 26 Shirts and, and Bill's Mafia. And um, we met him at Buffalo Soup Fest. Geekiverse was sponsoring the kids section. And he w- had a table there. Uh, someone walked me over to meet him. And he said he was a big fan of our Star Wars coverage. Blew my mind, and I was like, that's the greatest compliment you know I could ever have, and hoping to just meet and say hi to Dell, that he's listened to our stuff before. So we got to know each other over the, the coming months, and this is 2017. We became uh, partners. Fantastic has sponsored the Geekiverse ever since, and the the rest is history. Now he's doing podcasts and shows with us, and it's super exciting. Small World, Small world is right. Uh, yeah. But uh, you can find me on, on social media at Josiah D. Leroy. Uh, very similar interests to my friend Tim here when it comes to uh, the Buffalo Sabres or video games. Uh, obviously, a lot of Star Wars talk for me. So if you're into that, we'd love to, to have you there. For uh, the Geekiverse, we reached a, a nice anniversary. It's our sixth anniversary this month. Check out our thank you video. It is a heartfelt thank you from Amazing. our entire staff. Uh, we could not appreciate you listening, commenting, telling your friends about us, just saying hi. All of it goes so far for us, and we really appreciate you taking the time to take part in what we are so passionate about. And uh, we're celebrating our birthday all month long with discounts in our store, live streams, uh, special episodes. We're celebrating Star Wars Day all month long. So it's it's been a really fun first half of the month here, and we can't wait to get to these last few weeks here. If you enjoy video games, which I assume you do if you're watching this episode, check out Geeks Got Game. We record bi-weekly, so there's a new episode every two weeks. You can listen to it on all podcast formats, uh, or most of them, I should say, as well as YouTube.com slash TheGeekiverse. We talk about all the latest in the world of gaming, uh, not just the dad stuff, but anything newsy. Um, and we, I cannot wait. We're recording tomorrow. We're going to talk about that PS5 tech demo. It is one of the my favorite things that has come out of the world of gaming so far in 2020. So there's lots going on. We'd appreciate uh, a like, a comment, uh, a subscribe, a follow, 
anything at all goes a long way for us. So uh, this has been the inaugural episode of DadCast. We'll be back next month and just in time for Father's Day, uh, I believe, right? Uh, Father's Day. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll yeah. we'll probably recently. So happy Mother's Day to, to all the moms out there. And yeah, I think the other thing too I wanted to mention too. If anyone has any any questions or things they want to ask us, you know, feel free to pop it in the comments section if you have a question for us or want our feedback on something. Be happy to answer it on the next next episode too. So got what almost a month now to plan for it. So absolutely, uh, we'd love to hear from you. As always, the Geekiverse is uh, all because of community. So you're a part of that with us and uh, we couldn't appreciate the feedback anymore for tim i'm josiah we will see you guys next month have a wonderful night see you guys you've got it all figured out at 21 so start down yet another cigarette that'll never kill you you are the chosen one